Alright, it looks like the floor is yours. Alright. So, I wanted to cover this story, uh, for one, because I feel it's important to know what cops are up to in relation to how they are treating people in the community, and also because, um, as we see more and more places trying to push for the Nordic model and push for this idea that cops are somehow the protector of sex workers and of, tra you know, people who are victims of sex trafficking, it's important to remember that people who, a lot of people who have been trafficked or a lot of people who are sex workers have a healthy, healthy distrust for police because police um, seem to be able to get away with committing crimes and abusing their authority in ways that other people can't. And this is yet another example of that. Um, this story is about a police officer, now a former police officer, named David Kukoli. Uh, I'm not sure if I'm saying the last name right. It's K-U-K-O-L-Y. He has pleaded guilty to five counts of sexual assault. Uh, he is a former Niagara, this is in Canada, police officer who admitted to sexually abusing 11 women at his side massage parlor business. Right? Yeah, it's already a little bit suspect that a cop has a massage yeah. parlor business. So he owns it. He owns it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he sexually assaulted 11 women there. Um, he is 54 and he was a veteran officer at the time of his arrest. He pleaded guilty to five counts of sexual assault and admitted to similar abuse against an additional six victims in an agreed on statement of facts. He was sentenced at the Ontario Court of Justice in St. Catharines, Ontario. Kukoli was not a registered massage therapist, but still operated his massage business from his Port Colborne home using a different last name. Under the premise of providing massages, he inappropriately touched 11 women without their consent uh, between 2016 and 2018. Uh, Justice Bluin, I guess that's the judge in Canada? Do you call the judge a justice? Maybe? I... I think we do here too, but oh, we like, like Supreme Court though. We don't say like oh, because it's just a fucking regular yeah. court. Yeah, we don't really call them justices. It like we don't curse on Swapcast. <laughs> yes, we do. Um, Justice Bluin described some of the assaults as harrowing uh, and noted that they happened in a closed, isolated room and had a sig significant negative impact on the psychological health of victims. But he still decided against the Crown's request for a four-year prison sentence. Instead, the judge said a year and a half of house arrest was appropriate, given his long Kokoli's long service to the community as a police officer for over 28 years, and because he, quote, stepped up to the plate by pleading guilty. Uh, according to the judge, his admission of guilt avoided a trial and the victims having to relive his crimes in court. However... Um, Professor Robin Bourgeois. No, your last name can't be Bourgeois. Come on. It's really Bourgeois. It's really, it's really. I'm trying to put the R in there so it sounds better. Oh, <laughs> Bourgeois, but it's, it's Bourgeois. Mm -hmm. um, who is an expert from Brock University in gender-based violence and also a sex trafficking survivor, said the Kukoli sentence is unbelievable and devastating for sexual assault victims. She said it's disturbing that more weight wasn't given to the lasting psychological harm experienced by victims. Uh, she noted that there are cases that drive sexual violence in this country. They make survivors unlikely to come forward because the law's, uh, the law's failure to take trauma seriously, which means perpetrators evade capture and continue to sexually abuse people. Um, 
Oh, no. I mean, hell, we covered a story. This is way be before Swapcast existed. Mm -hmm. I may have actually, we may have not even lived in the same state. This may have been so long ago. Yeah. And it was a, a person in Canada that they were in prison for rape. Mm -hmm. They raped a prison guard. Yeah. And were let out and raped more people while they were out. Yep. I remember that story. Yeah. I also remember the one about um, the guy who raped a sex worker, got out early, and then went back and raped a sex worker uh, as soon as he got out. I, yeah. I think that, that I may I vaguely remember that as that well. That was also Canada, ironically. Yeah. I don't know what the fuck is going. Canada's better than the U.S. It's so civilized. Oh, okay. Uh, all right. All right. Yeah, like uh, it's America without Florida. Go. Seriously, like calm down. It's not that great. Um, Justice Bluen also wrote in his decision that house arrest will ensure that Kokoli can take care of his high blood pressure and his stepchildren because this guy deserves a good family life. Stepchildren? So, like, stepchildren means not related to, which means I think that whoever this, the children, like their biological parent, mm. they should probably know this story and rethink. Yeah. Is this the guy? Is this the guy? I, I'm just saying, this would not be the guy for me, but that's just me. Yeah, you wouldn't... Um, well, I mean, on Swapcast, we don't call them slurs, right? On Swapcast, we call them cops. We call them cops on yeah. Swapcast. Yeah, you probably wouldn't really associate with a cop like that. No, no, yeah. I would not. No, I would not. See, on Swapcast, we're different. We're very responsible <laughs> and measured. Even-handed. Sli slightly measured. Slightly measured. Um, so, Kokoli can now take care of his high blood pressure and his stepchildren and avoid being harmed in prison. Okay. Oh, thank goodness. The <laughs> right, right. He's safe. Thank goodness the rapist is safe from physical harm. Wowser McDowser. But, I, I'll, I'll, but I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what. Now, I'm not saying that I want to get in a car about it, but maybe somebody could kind of Larry... I, I don't really have a good one. Larry Nasser, okay? Larry. Yes. Larry Nasser. Yeah. Yes. Shout, shout out to the folks that. Start um, making like Nasser a verb, but like he got Nassered, or like we're, he, we're. I hope they Nasser him or something. You know, like let's just make it into a verb. We the can Nassering. do that. Nassering. Yeah. 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 I think all all like 600 of our listeners will. <laughs> they're gonna dig that, aren't you? We have yes. enough people. We could almost open up an elementary school. Shit. <laughs> Um, the justice also wrote that, quote, he would be an obvious target for some other inmates who do not consider police officers to be their friends. In my view, the potential risk of harm, perhaps serious harm, is obvious. Okay. Who wrote this nerdy sh- The judge! His sentencing judge! Who do not consider police officers to be their friends. Mm-hmm. They're not even friends with each other. Right. They're inmates. This isn't a neighborhood they moved into. <laughs> We're all like this prime real estate in this cell. <laughs> what the f and he added, in my view, the potential risk of harm, perhaps serious harm, is obvious. Well, thank God that the rapist is safe. Who gives a fuck next time he's alone in a room with a woman, I guess. Yeah, because, oh, goodness gracious, he doesn't have friends in that planned community. Hmm. Um, Nicole Peisht? Peisht? 
I don't know how to say these people's last names. Right. That's uh, that's I'm been sorry. worsening over the years. It is. Uh, who is an advocate with the Ontario Coalition of Rape Crisis Centers, said that this decision, decision suggests preferential treatment for police officers and Coley should have taken the risks of imprisonment into consideration when he sexually assaulted his clients. It sounds like she very politely said, don't do the crime if you can't do the time, which, if it's good enough for everyone else who commits crimes, guess who else it's good enough for? Huh? So it's almost like saying no one's above the law. Mm-hmm. Hey! Uh, she also notes if someone else had done the very same thing, that person probably would have gone to prison. In Canada, 12% of sexual assaults reported to police lead to a criminal conviction, and 7% result in a custodial sentences, according to St- Statistics Canada. Uh, this can leave a really negative impression on survivors who do chose to go-, go through the criminal justice system because they feel they may not get the results they wished for. This is the same quote from a quote from Pisht, the person who uh, works for the Ontario Coalition of Rape Crisis Centers. And she adds, as for survivors, it can be really life-changing to be sexually assaulted, particularly by someone who is in a trusted position. Niagara Police Chief Brian McCulloch said in a statement that he is aware of Kukoli's sentence, but as the case is still within the time frame of potential appeal, he said it would, quote, be inappropriate to comment further. So you know it's wrong and you're just not going to say anything about it. Uh, he did not answer CBC Hamilton's uh, question as to when Kokoli was discharged from service, but said it's important to note he's no longer a police officer. No longer a police officer. However, let me scroll up. Scroll up. And find it. He was a police officer for over 28 years. Maybe we should look at how he treated people who reported crimes to him or sought out his help or people that he came in contact with, especially women, since we now know that he sexually assaults women. 28 years, so since about 1995. Yeah, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Um, The Ministry of the Attorney General did not provide a comment on if the Crown will be appealing the sentencing decision. Kokoli's defense lawyer did not return a request for comment. And then, of course, at the end, they say, if you or someone you know has been affected by sexual violence, you can find support here. After reading this article, I don't feel like there's a lot of support here. Anywhere. Right? So, 18 months of house arrest for sexually assaulting 11 women. 18 months of house arrest for sexually assaulting 11 women. And so, when everyone is going on, and at a massage business, which also, why is he running a massage business? What is, what, what, what is that? That also makes me uncomfortable. Um, cause he's not a licensed massage therapist, he doesn't have any sort of degree in any sort of, like, medical, uh, field training. But anyways. Yeah, so like basically all of his his profession is touching people that don't want to be touched by him. Yeah. And his side hustle is touching people that trust him. Yeah. And But, you know, I think it's important to highlight cases like this to talk about how these police officers behave. Because as, like I said, as people keep pushing for this Nordic model and trying to incorporate police in these human trafficking task forces... This is why sex workers don't trust them. You can't read stories like this and see stories like this and then be like, well, why don't sex workers want to go to police for help? This is why. See, and like, and you, uh, uh, dear pedestrian listening, um, and me and myself also, fairly pedestrian myself, uh, you read the story. Sex workers lived the story. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. yeah. That, that, that was my hotline. Yes. And also, just like as a side note, um, as I was looking up the story, because this was the one where I was like, I accidentally closed the link and I couldn't find it. So I was like frantically Googling, trying to, you know, find the story. I just happened to find, I'm not going to go through the whole thing, that a retired cop in the United States was charged with running a prostitution ring. 
using massage parlors. But again, why don't sex workers trust police? I think I saw a headline like that while I was scrolling, but I was like, I don't have time to preview it. Well, but that was for the other show. I think it was because the irony is his name is Peter Griffin. Get the fuck Yeah, his name is Peter Griffin. He is 78 years old and a retired San Diego uh, detective. Jesus. Yeah, he ran five massage parlors that sold commercial sex. So, you know. But again, why don't sex workers trust police? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Folks, Swapcast. Let me tell you something. And I'm going to tell you something right now. You can go ahead in your browser. Go, Go in your browser right now. Type it in. S-W-O-P-U-S-A dot O-R-G. SwapUSA.org. Are you there? Are you listening and are you there at the same time? Do you need to pause it? Pause it if you have to. Get there. I bet you're there now. You're on that on your browser? Now go on down there. You see that there's a red button. It says donate. Click it. You can do a one-time. You can do a monthly. Recurring. <laughs> roundups. You can do monthly. You can do roundups. They got preloaded 10, 25, 50, 100, a whole hundred dollars if you're balling like that. A whole hundred. A whole that that's how I heard folks say it back hundred. in it back in Spanaway, mm-hmm. Washington State, where you can get a whole hundred dollars. Uh or a custom amount. All right. Really, the best reason to donate to Swap, though, in all seriousness, yeah. <laughs> is because we are actually um, an organization that is run by people who have done sex work, um, people who have at times been in uh, what would be considered trafficking situations. Ah. So we are not people from the outside being like, I have a great idea. No, we're people who have actually lived this sort of life who are like, no, actually, this is a great idea. And we know this because we are in direct contact with the communities that we serve, who tend to be sex workers, oftentimes non-white, a great deal of black sex workers, trans sex workers, um, street-based sex workers, full-service sex workers, sex workers in poverty, right? So the most marginalized among the marginalized. And very few organizations um, do that. And even fewer still have a 501c3 status on a national level. So um, please do support this type of grassroots work because we're kind of trying to combat not only like the stigma that already exists against sex and sex workers, but also, uh, you know, as I say, the way that these Nordic models are coming out, the way that this movie is out right now with the uh, Operation Underground Railroad people, um, you know, the way that uh, SESTA FOSTA has impacted things, like things are really bleak for sex workers and sex workers need help. And that's what we're here for. So um, if you would like to donate to that cause, please hit us up. SwapUSA.org. And it's like, um, and then to my understanding, I, I don't know a lot of things. I, I, I's ignorant. I don't know if folks know that about me. <laughs> All right. I ain't be got no fancy educationals. And, uh, but it seems like there's a nice size handful of folks out there. One could maybe even pull up a percentage of folks that do sex work mm-hmm. because it costs money to exist Yes. For some reason, it wasn't my idea. I was born in I was born in 1983. The costing money to exist thing had already been up and running. No one asked me. But it costs money to exist. Folks are doing sex work. So, Fiends Collider. Yes. Do they need to be rescued? No, rights, not rescue. Rights, not they need rights. They don't need to be rescued. Yes. If you want to be a rescue ranger, rescue everybody from being charged to exist yeah not just one niche group of people of whom you don't like to have speak for themselves righto 
Right. Oh. Yeah, right. and if you're obsessed with rescuing, go work at an animal shelter. Go save a puppy. Like. Or actually, no, don't don't do that either. Save somebody from a pit bull that they probably should not have adopted, because mm. they're gonna get the the the, the six year itch. Oh. Oh yeah, pit bulls in six years. But also, if you're into pit bulls and also listening to this program, then I actually like pit bulls. There you go. <laughs> Whatever, whatever gets you support. Okay, I'm not gonna lie. That <laughs> article was kind of terrifying, though. Yeah. <laughs> we'll recap that at an, at another time. But yeah, I read an article that about pit bulls that was scary. So. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and hit stop and go uh, do some work on the litter box for the cats. You see, because I'm better than dog owners, I'm gonna go clean up the cat shit while they watch me do it. <laughs> We don't curse on this show. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> Sometimes. All right.